All right, good morning, everybody. This is Mike Courtney, and I'm joined by Steve Parisi from IBC Global. We're here on uh, Wednesday morning. We're cranking away. We were just talking about, um, you know, how interesting our our business has been over the last uh, 15 months or so. Um, with, you know, we've really been been plugging away and stayed busy and ha- had nice volume and and nice flow of, um, you know, a nice kind of aggregate mix of, of business coming in. I know for myself and, and I think for Steve as well, um, we wanted to talk a little bit today about um, the planning process and um, what that means for different people and, you know, where we've found um, some exciting and easy ways to, to market to folks who were interested in planning, um, what some reaction has been from clients. I mean, Steve, I know that um, I, I haven't really worked with um, a financial advisor over the last 10 years or so. Um, just, you know, I'm, you know, I consider my, you know, I'm in the insurance business and, and um, you know, my primary focus is, is mass mutual and growing that business. Uh, but I'm by no means an investment advisor. Um, I'm not licensed to sell those products and it's not, I'm not comfortable in that space at all. But I've, for my own personal um, retirement planning, I've just tried to focus on, on a couple of different things that we, you know, we could talk about, but I, you know, I don't need to blab about myself. But I remember the last time uh, years ago that I sat down with a financial advisor and we, Put together a plan. He came back to me with this, you know, it was like this novel of, uh, you know, 25 pages of projections and variations. And um, not only did, was a lot of it over my head, um, I just felt very unnecessary. Um, and wasn't anything that I was going to dig into from a time perspective. Um, so what, what, you know, what's been your experience there with, you know, what people's appetite is? Yeah. So no, good question, Mike. And we do see that quite a bit as far as the comprehensive retirement planning, when someone receives this big report. So you receive that 25 page report as far as an analysis, as far as what it looks like when you grow your assets, contributions and how to take money out and a couple of things we've found, and I feel this way personally, is one, it's confusing. Two, it's overwhelming that people look at and say, okay, this is too much. I don't have time to think about it. And then three, I don't want to sound wrong here or off, but some people just don't care about that. They just want to know the bottom line, like show me a one or two page report, or just tell me what it's going to look like. And that can be a challenge for a planner because a planner will look at it. They'll put a ton of time into the plan to say, okay, I'm going to sit down with you, Mr. Client. And as I assess your situation, you make X amount of dollars in income. Maybe it's $150,000 per year. You've got a 401k. You've got some real estate. You've got stocks and bonds. Maybe you've got life insurance. We're going to organize all that, show you what it looks like as you grow your money over time. Here's what you'll have at age 65. And then here's different ways to distribute money and still leave a legacy. 
that could be a lot of work. And granted, there are a lot of software tools out there that help, but it's a lot of work to put it together. And then I know we talk about what I'm going to say next a lot, but then it's a lot of work to communicate that effectively to someone. How do you communicate it where they get it? And then also, how do you communicate it where, where you keep their attention and they're not falling asleep? Does that make sense? Yeah, without mm-hmm. a doubt. I mean, it, it, so many times I've found over the years, again, not being, you know, I've never been an independent financial advisor, um, but I have been in that room or in that meeting with high net worth clients many times, high net worth families many times, and you get either the husband or the wife who is completely disengaged, completely uninterested. Um, You get someone who, uh, you know, is is not really following along. Um, And you just feel like you're you're doing uh, the client a disservice. Yeah. And you're doing yourself a disservice. It just just feels like a a waste of time. Like there's got to be a better way to um, disseminate all that information. There definitely is. So what I try and do whenever a situation like that occurs, because in my early days in the in my career, I would just go through the motions. You could see people didn't care. You're a robot. Yeah, you could see they didn't care that you they didn't care what you're talking about, but you just kept talking, hoping that something you throw against the throw at the wall will stick, and now you've got their attention. But you're just hoping it works out throughout the process. So really from a consumer perspective is how I look at it is how can you make it real to them? Or think of it this way, if I'm you, Mr. Client, if I'm them sitting in that position, what's going to get my attention? Well, the first thing to do is ask questions. (laughs) That's number one. So right now, where do you presently save your money? I save money in my 401k. How's that going? How long have you saved money? Do you put as much as you can? Do you look at it regularly? And you'll tell pretty quickly if there's someone who really studies their retirement, studies their assets to say, yeah, you know, it's grown by X amount of percentage over time versus the person says, I don't know, like I just put money there and then I'll have it in retirement (laughs) because everyone's different. So the first thing to do is ask questions, really just see what they're interested in and focus on what they are interested in, what their objective is, not trying to do something they don't care about. But in the planning, from a planning aspect, what I like to go through that I found a lot of people have, have liked is really showing them exactly what they have. And we'll simplify this. We've got software that can make it very complex or very cool. And then a lot of times we'll just do it on a whiteboard or I'll put it in a Word document, something very, very simple that displays based on your current path as far as accumulating money. Right now, let's say they're saving the bulk of their money in a 401k. A 401k is a fantastic area to grow wealth. Great way to grow money. Grows tax deferred. You just see it continue to accrue accrue interest over time. However, it is one of the worst ways to distribute wealth or distribute money. Now we hit 65. We've deferred all of that money, we haven't paid any tax on it, deferred everything until a later date. We don't know where tax brackets will be. Typically, we don't have as many deductions in retirement as we do while we're working. So now we've got to pull full, pay full income tax on it. So again, their current path, where are they saving money? What does it look like growing their assets? And what does it look like distributing money? So in retirement, based off exactly what they're doing right now, what do things look like 
growing wealth and also taking wealth, taking money out. And then proposing one, maybe two, but usually just one alternative to say, okay, what we'll look at now as far as an alternative plan is when you save money. So looking at the growth aspect, what can we do that will enhance your position without changing lifestyle? So we don't want to take money from their pocket, just based off exactly what you're saving right now. What can we redirect? Can we reposition any money that is sitting in cash? Are we funding up to the max on a 401k and we're not getting a match? Maybe we can take some of that money, whatever it might be. How can we reposition funds that are going toward retirement or toward different assets looking at an alternative, and then the same thing with distributing money. So let me stop there. So I'm throwing a lot at you. Any questions on that? I guess my question would be, where do you pivot there when you've got someone who is, um, well, you and I had a scenario recently where we were talking to somebody who was very focused on, um, vehicles for growth for going forward, but really had a problem with uh, spending and debt that they weren't really addressing or yeah. even understanding. In gotcha. So um, I, I understand what you're saying. I feel like at what point do you kind of stop? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that, thanks for bringing that case up. That's a prime example. So that couple, nice couple, right? They earn a healthy amount of income, but they've got a lot of debt that they have to service. And they see different vehicles, cash value, life insurance that they're very interested in. Hey, we want to grow money, use this to perhaps service some of the debt. But just in assessing their situation and talking to them, it does not make sense to put money or to open a policy right now. It doesn't. Just looking at their situation in order to enhance their present situation and also their future situation, it makes sense to take some of the cash flow they have, organize it so we know exactly where the money's going, and then chip away at some of that high interest debt they have. And then once that's knocked down, you've got more cash flow free. Now you can begin to save money from an overall return standpoint. That made a whole lot more sense. And yes, we could pump money into a policy and use that to pay off debt, but it just it just didn't make sense. It wasn't in their best interest just as we assessed that situation. Right. But yeah. Mm -hmm. The rest of that makes sense though. I mean, trying to find, you know, dollars that are already pegged as, you know, quote unquote savings dollars and, and you know, just figure out, are you maximizing, you know, what can be done with these dollars, right? Pretty much, yeah, that's exactly it. I, I mean, We've done this a, a number of times, but a lot of times someone will be on a current path where uh, there's an individual recently, he has, he had been saving north of $200,000 per year, just in different deferred comp plans, 401k plans. He was a, a, a healthy saver. Let's put it that way. So he's pumping up his, his savings plan by age 65. He'd have a net worth of around seven to 8 million. And he could literally just live off the interest of the assets he had and he'd be fine. That would generate more than enough retirement income. And then his net worth by the time he was 85, 90, we ran something like a 4% appreciation rate. 
be would be worth close to, to $10 million that he would leave to the next generation. Now, on his current or in his current path, though, his assets primarily consisted of taxable assets and tax deferred assets. So what that means when he left it, granted, $10 million gross is left, it's being passed on, but that's not the net amount. There's a big chunk coming out to taxes. He looked at that and said, ah, you know, that kind of is what it is, but I don't really like it. If we can do better, I'm interested. So what we did was really showed him to how to save the exact same amount. So he's still saving the same $200,000 per year. We did use a high cash value life insurance policy in order to build a tax-free bucket for retirement. So now he's got access to a big pile of cash. But just to kind of put a bow in this scenario without going into all of the details, now at age 85, or I should say age 65 through 85, he's living off the same amount of money during retirement compared to what he would have been before he ever met us. Does that, does that part make sense? Yeah. Now, when he eventually passes, whether it's 85 or 90, he'll leave $10 million. But that big difference now is the majority of that is through a life insurance policy, which right. is paid income tax-free. So now he's literally created a strategy where he can live off the exact same amount of money he had originally planned, a little bit more actually, and leave a significantly amount of money, a significantly amount, greater amount of money to his heirs. I think that um, something that you said right at the get-go is what really kind of rings true to me with um, you know, how to talk, talk to folks and, and keep people engaged is, you know, really not so much focused on rate of return and accumulation, but more focused on like, what are, what are people trying to do? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. what's your, what kind of goal, what are the goals that we're trying to accomplish? I and mean, that's really at the end of the day where, you know, if, if you can keep the conversation there, and then, you know, have all the supporting detail, which I know that you do to, to, to back that up. But the client conversation should be more about, you know, here's where we're trying to go. Here's the path. And gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. You know. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you loud and clear there. I mean, my big thing is if I'm talking to a business owner who is primarily focused on their business and reinvesting money into their business to keep growing, I'm not going to go in there and talk about, hey, look at this growth rate on a life insurance policy, or you should be looking at real estate or stocks and bonds. It's like, they don't care. And I wouldn't either if I'm focused on my business. I want to know, okay, if they, if they have expressed interest in a cash value life insurance policy, what's the core benefits? Safe, liquid, tax-free area to position funds, but also you can access that money and it continues to compound for you. Now, I've got this tool that I can use in conjunction with my business. So as I continue to pump funds into my business, continue to grow it, the, the policy, the cash value life insurance policy is now a tool that enhances my ability to keep pressing forward. So now I'm speaking their language, really helping them continue to grow their business, not just looking at alternatives to say, well, here's something that doesn't really excite you. Let's talk about this. It's like, I don't care. Like I'm interested in my business now, how can you help me with that? Tell me, like, all right, let's talk about your business. Have you seen a lot of that kind of those kind of cases? That's, typ 
Yeah, I mean, that's the bulk of what we work with. So most people that we work with come to us and they say, hey, I get, I get the idea of what the life insurance product does if it's set up properly. I want to stuff a policy and then be able to use it for my business, for real estate, whatever it might be. They have goals to use it for whatever their primary moneymaker is, whether it's business or real estate. Are they usually thinking short-term and long-term or really just more kind of focused on short-term? No, it's definitely long-terms in there as well. I mean, some have a short-term focus, but you know, when, when someone kind of mean short-term as a net, as a negative, more yeah. like I'm the business I owner, I'd say, um, I, you know, I, my, my idea is to use this policy as kind of a revolving line of credit. Yeah. Instead of, working with the bank, this is going to be my line of credit. Once I, you know, get it up and running and have enough cash value where it makes sense. Um, I wouldn't be surprised that that guy knows in the back of his head that there's also going to be significant long-term benefits here. Mm -hmm. uh, if I continue to fund this policy and, and handle things appropriately, but is way more focused on day-to-day -day business operations. This is going to be my half a million dollar line of credit that, you know, I'm paying myself back. Yeah, no, I fully agree. Like as a business owner, if you've got a target to hit 5 million in revenue for the year, like you're going to hit it because you're laser focused on it. So you're not going to be laser focused on that policy growth rate and such. It's like, all right, make sure the policy is set up properly. And just like you said, I've got this line of credit here that I can use to tap into and fund my business to make sure I hit that $5 million target. Like that's where it's very valuable, that additional equity or line of credit money that was just sitting in cash before. And now I've got in a policy. Oh, by the way, I've got key man insurance. So I do have that protection now. If I die, everyone's taken care of. So you've got some added benefits like, oh, that, that's nice. I like that. But their focus is the business. So really just as a professional, whether you're doing planning setting up cash value life insurance policies, whatever it is, make sure you are focused and aligned with the client's objectives. If you're not, you're not going to be speaking their language and you're going to lose their attention. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, well, thanks, Steve. Great talk today. I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the week. I know you'll be busy. You always are. Did you go on your, uh, did you go away at all? <laughs> we, <laughs> We did, kind of. So we had a, a two and a half week trip planned. Yeah, I thought it was um, a little longer. I wasn't expecting to see it today. Yeah, um, we got there Sunday evening where we were going. Um, and after about an hour to two hours, we left. It was advertised as this relaxing place. It was expensive. And it just was like a, a nightclub party environment. I mean, we oh, opened yeah. the, the door, like the, the ocean view, and it's just blasting music. We're like, this ain't going to work. <laughs> so yeah. we, we, we got out of there. We looked for other places, but we didn't think to think ahead on this. It was a uh, July 4th weekend coming up. So everywhere was booked. We turned into a week long staycation, went to local places, you know, just my wife and I just enjoyed each other's company. It was a lot of fun. Um, That's good. Got to, got to recharge. How was, you went down to Disney, right? Disney was fantastic. Good. Happiest place on earth. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. We really, we really had a great time. Yeah, good to hear. We're nice. a good, uh, we're a good family for Disney because you you got to kind of take it as it comes. You can't get too wrapped up in all the, you know. We do as much as we can. 
and you know you're never going to get to everything and yeah you know, we said a great time good good you needed that i know you've been going non-stop too yeah yeah all right great i'll be talking to you this week everybody else out there thanks for listening if you've got questions for steve steve and his team are absolutely fantastic uh on a variety of different fronts with regards to insurance planning and high net worth planning you can find them and the ibc global folks and if you've got questions regarding mass mutual whole life insurance, disability, long-term care, fixed annuities. I'm your guy, Mike Courtney, Mass Mutual Eastern PA. And we'll be back next week. Steve, I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you then. Thanks so much, Mike. See you guys.